A single cell structure, I guess the cell membrane, is pretty important. Though considering it controls what goes in and out of the cell, there are two types of cell transport. Passive transport does not require the use of energy simply because it is the movement of molecules from a high to low concentration. Examples of this would be diffusion, osmosis, the diffusion of water, and facilitated diffusion. Active transport requires the use of energy because it is the movement of molecules from a low to high concentrated or against the concentration gradient. Sometimes our bodies need to be able to make more cells. Mitosis is asexual reproduction. To use to make more somatic cells, normal body cells, while meiosis is the process which creates sex cells, also known as gametes. Mitosis involves one cell division which produces two genetically identical daughter cells, making this process a type of asexual reproduction. Meiosis involves two cell divisions, which results in four haploid daughter cells which have the number of chromosomes. Genetics. My um, UC genetic information is carried in DNA. This amazing molecule is a twisted ladder, also known as the double helix. The building block of nucleic acids are nucleotides, which consist of, sh of a sugar, deoxyribose, or ribose, phosphate, and a nitrogen base. There are four nitrogen bases in DNA, and, and they are always paired together in a specific way. Adenine pairs with thymine, while cytosine pairs with guanine. RNA, a single-stranded genetic molecule, has uracil instead of thymine. In other words, if a DNA sequence was ATC, GGA, TTC, the complementary DNA strand would be TAG, CCT, AAC, but the complementary RNA sequence would be UAG, CCU, AAG. Sometimes we need to make more cells. In order to do this, we must first use DNA to make more DNA. This process is known as DNA replication and takes place in the nucleus of the cell. This takes place in the S phase of interphase. Other times, we need our cells to make certain proteins. The DNA inside the nucleus must first be used to make mo a molecule of mRNA, which can travel outside the nucleus. This process is known as transcription. The single-stranded molecule leaves the nucleus and heads to the ribosome, where proteins are made. The codon's three bases signal for the tRNA molecules to bring amino acids, which get added together until a stop codon is reached. This process is known as translation. My parents passed down genes to me which are simply segments of DNA which code for proteins. The different forms of a gene are called alleles and are represented by letters. A capital, a capital letter represents the dominant trait, while a lowercase letter represents res recessive trait. The genetic makeup or genotype of an individual determines the physical expression or phenotype of the trait. Let's say brown fur is dominant to white fur. The homozygous dominant genotype, which would lead to brown fur, would be Big B, Big B. Brown fur would also result from Big B, Little B, which is a heterozygous genotype. The only genotype that would lead to white fur would be Little B, Little B, which is a homozygous recessive genotype because it consists of two identical alleles. 
if I made a two heterozygous mice, I would have a 75% chance of having baby mice with brown fur and a 25% chance of having baby mice with white fur. This can all be shown by using a punnett square. Some traits are carried on the X or Y chromosome. These are some these are known as sex-linked traits. Colorblindness is carried on the X chromosome and because men have the XY genotype, they are more likely to be colorblind. Any change in a genetic sequence is known as mutation. Most of these do not cause any problems, but some can lead to genetic disorders and such as Tay-Sachs or Down syndrome. Studying ecology, where we examined the interactions between organisms and their environment, we drew food webs and food chains which use energy to show the flow of arrows. What can you find on the bottom of a food web, you ask? Well, that would be the producers, which get their energy from the sun through the process of photosynthesis. How enlightening. Can you believe that 90% of energy is lost as organisms are consumed? This loss of energy is illustrated through an energy pyramid. The top of this pyramid would be a carnivore, an animal that only eats meat. An ecosystem contains both biotic living and abiotic non-living factors. Organisms in an ecosystem attempt to use the same resources. This is known as competition. Some of these resources can determine the carrying capacity of a population, which an ecosystem can hold food, water, and space are example of limiting factors. Because they can because they control the size of a population, I also learned about times when ecosystems are destroyed and thus return through the process of succession. Primary succession occurs where bare rock is exposed most often after a volcanic eruption. Many organisms are in symbiotic or close long-term relationships with one another. Mutualism and parit parasitism are easy to remember, but sometimes I forget that commensalism is when one organism benefits and the other is neither harmed nor benefits from the relationship. All living things have genetic information and are made up of cells. All living things grow and develop. All living things have the ability to reproduce. All living things maintain homeostasis, a stable internal environment. All living things require the use of energy. And finally, all living things respond to their environment.